Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back here to Pure Finesse with the host, Jacob Murchison, and the unsolicited scam artist, by the way, of the bandwagon central Montreal Canadiens, who seem to be hopping off right now from the way they're playing, Mr. Falcovius. Nice, 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 nice intro there. That was great. I only speak the truth, my friend. Today, we will be getting after the NHL midseason rankings for all the good stuff there, individually and team-wise. Malcolm, it's perhaps halfway through the season. You gotta love what you're seeing. No, not, not from not from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hate to see them succeed the way they've been succeeding. Um, worst organization in all of sports history. Um, I hope to see them lose every single game. Um, yeah, I just, there's so much hatred towards that team for me that I don't even want to talk about them. We'll let you talk about them today. But we're going to talk about a bunch of different teams today, about which teams have been disappointing, just like in the NBA, which teams have been the most surprising, and then which who are the clear-cut or who are the – they're, who's in the race for certain awards like MVP, goalie of the year, coach of the year, whatnot. So we'll get into it by starting off with some of the most surprising teams so far. And I'll start it off. We made this document, what, like uh, maybe two weeks ago. So some things have changed a little bit. But um, at the time, I would say my Montreal Canadiens were surprising a lot of people. <laughs> turning heads, turning heads, uh, only losing like one regulation game in about 12 games. And then recently they've been in a slump. Um, firing head coach Claude Julien and head assistant coach Kirk Muller. Kirk uh, Muller. Firing their goalie coach mid-game. Uh, Bergevin saying Carey Price is elite but still needs some help. If Bergevin doesn't get stuff turned around here, he, he, everyone knows that he's going to be fired next. So he's trying to look for ways to improve this team. They've been playing good. Josh Anderson, Tyler Toffoli, come, some guys who've been stepping in some – off-season acquisitions who've been stepping in and playing good. Jake Allen, who's been playing good uh, as a backup role for Carey Price, too. Uh, they're still fourth with, like, three games behind uh, the guys in front of them, fourth in their division. So they're no, still no, just a little up. behind the Leafs, right? Just a little, <laughs> just a little behind the Leafs, just not that far. So we'll catch up eventually. But for me, I think the Canadians <laughs> have been uh, – Canadians have been oh, – no. that, that, t- that people have really not expected to be this good, in my opinion. Uh, I think you're wrong. I think a lot of people probably thought Montreal was going to be in the top four of the North Division just because of how well they played the playoffs last year. Um, Carey Price, I think, has had an underwhelming start to his season. I think you can agree with me. Not the way you've been talking to me in the offseason. He hasn't had the best season of his season you would think Carey Price will be having this year, right? You wouldn't. Like, he's not. If you look at any any reasonable or legible goalie stat, Carey Price is not in the top five or any of these. But but you say that, but then again, he's still going to be the number one goalie at the Olympics in 2022. So if he's lucky, I don't know. I don't know. He's if still he's, he's still elite. That's all I have to say. He's still elite. Okay. <laughs> but we're going we're going to talk about some surprising teams that we didn't think they were going to be playing very well this season. And I think number one, I think it should be on everybody's list is the Florida Panthers. That other team yeah. in Florida, they are third in the Central Division with a 14-4 and four record. Behind some pretty stellar goaltending, not by the name of Sergei Bobrovsky, more of this guy named Chris Dredger. Not a whole lot of people thought he was going to be. He, yeah, not a whole lot of people thought that he was going to be playing 
a lot of meaningful games for the Panthers this season. And a lot of people have been talking about he might be the next goal of the Seattle Kraken yeah. for next spring. But I remember Bobrovsky have actually split the time playing this season. One's making about $700,000 and the other making $10 million. So there's a huge variance right now in the crease for Florida. But they're winning games, so that's why everyone's being quiet right now. And another guy that's kind of surprised and it's kind of taken off is Jonathan Hiberdo. You know, um, I would yeah. say more of the underrated players in all of the NHL right now. And he's getting looks for the Olympic team next season or next Olymp- next year in 2022. And deservingly mm-hmm. show, he's talking about playing top six on that team. And with 26 points in 22 games, he's been playing some very, very nice hockey and probably one of the best heights of the season with that spin around a backhand pass. Yeah, I think a lot of people, just a bunch of people on uh, Florida, or a bunch of people are just not recognizing Florida to be one of these top teams right now, and they're proving everybody wrong. Like, they've only lost four in regulation, and they're right up there in their division. And I think with the new format and everything this year, they could make a push and maybe go up, go far in the playoffs, so who knows. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Huberto, he's been kind of underwhelming in the in a few of the previous seasons, and this year he's starting to pick it up again. He's been one of those guys who is really – um, looked at it when he was in juniors, right? He was really a lot of potential there and he started to pick it up again. So I'm really happy for the Florida Panthers and especially Huberto to pick it up again. Shout out, shout out Warda Ontario's Carter Verhage, 60 points in 22 games, you know, eight points, eight goals, eight assists off the Stanley Cup championship team. Big ups to the kid. Next, New York Islanders. Uh, they're second right now in the East Division, which I didn't yeah. think that was actually possible for the New York Islanders to be with all the teams in that division. Yeah. With a 13, six and four yeah. record. Um, they've been playing very good hockey, you know, very trot style hockey, not very exciting to watch, but they got the job done with getting the W's. Um, uh, I've already said it, but aren't you shocked that they're in the top three of this division? No. Cause do you not remember the episode with me, you and Mateus, we were telling who's going to be top in this division. And I was saying the New York Islanders, I've been telling you guys, the Islanders are a good team. They have Anders Lee, who has their, who's the leading goal scorer. J.G. Pajot, who's been playing great for them. Matt Barzell, who's been playing great for them. Um, Josh Bailey's been playing great for them. Nicoletti is stepping up, getting 14 assists so far. They've had a lot of good uh, good players, and it's a good team game they're playing. And like you said, Trotz is a great coach, so he knows how to put this team in order. And then he's got uh, Varmal up there, who's not <laughs> he's not a bad goalie at all. Um, so they're still getting wins. They're second in this division. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish first. Uh, but there's some tough competition still in this division, like the Flyers and the Capitals. So they got to win a lot more games to m- really prove that they can win this division. Yeah, they're tied with Washington with points. So they're really essentially they are first in the East Division. But yeah. by way of the games being played, it's Washington that's first right now. But yeah, New York doesn't really have the flashy superstar like a ton of these teams have in this East Division. Because Matt Barzal, I would say, is more, again, more of the underrated players. Kind of, yeah. He's going to be the thir- 13th forward. Canada's 2022 Olympic team, team. just gross. to say how stacked that's going to be. It's yeah. going to be a fun thing to watch. But New York, they surprised a lot of people last year at the run they made in the playoffs last year. So I guess maybe we shouldn't be so surprised that they're in the top half of the best, right now, one of the best divisions in the NHL with how much star power is here. I think the West right now is the, <laughs> the I don't think the East is, the Eastern Conference, we'll say, from last year has really been far and above way better than the West so far. I think so. Or, yeah. If you want to say the West, because it's all mismatched right now with the central and the East. So there's a couple of teams in the West that are in the central. So mm-hmm. you want to take it for what it's worth, but the team that moved into the central that's playing in that division right now, that's playing very well for what we thought that they probably weren't going to be was the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, 
today we just found out Brent Seabrook has retired. Out of here. Yeah, he's one of the core players that's been there forever. But he wants talking like the great teams of the 2010s, you know, Jonathan Jonathan Taze, Patty Kane, the Brinkat, (laughs) not the Brinkat, Seabrook, Keith. Patty Sharp, that's what I was thinking of. Patty yeah, Sharp. Corey Crawford. Corey Crawford. So there's not much of those guys left in the league if you want to. Like, Taze, Kane, and Keith are really the only two, three that are left from that dynasty because there's really not going to be a dynasty that we've seen in the 80s and 90s. So you got to take that for what it's worth because I don't think we're going to be seeing three cups in five years in a very long time. You know, the NHL is going right now. No. And but Kane. present day, 2020, 2021, Chicago Blackhawks, 12, 7, and 5. That's sit fourth right now in the Central Division. So they're making the playoffs as of what it stands. Uh, this guy, the goaltender, again, another unknown. That's been playing yeah. very well for them. Kevin Lankinen, if I'm saying yeah. that name correctly. Uh, he's played pretty well. I mean, he's 9-3, nine 9-3-4 and, three, nine, three and four with a save percentage just above 925. So, I mean, he's playing pretty good hockey. Or, again, another unknown goalie. Yeah, another unknown goalie, unknown goalie, and he's been playing great. Um, he has like that one shutout already this year, and then he has a good backup with him in Malcolm Subban. Um, him still kind of trying to prove himself, as you know, he was with Vegas, and with all those injuries Vegas had last year, he became a starter and really won a few games. And when it was like, wow, Malcolm Subban, should he start somewhere else? Came to Chicago. I think he was kind of expecting to be starter, but Lankinen's been playing great. So why switch it when he's in when he's playing hot right now? I don't see why you would ever do that. One guy who's been extremely hot. It's kind of not a lot of people are really talking about this is Patty Kane. And he has 35 points this season, right? And I don't see a lot of people really mentioning his name. He's been one of those guys, like you said, early 2010s. You hear about Patty Kane every day because of how great he is. Today, when I'm talking hockey, I don't hear a lot of people mentioning his name. And I think a lot more people should. I've never been a great, huge fan of Patrick Kane, but I, I, I just don't. He's American, Blackhawks. I just didn't like the whole super like super dynamo teams so i wasn't a fan of a bunch of like those teams that won three and five like the kings and whatnot but kane's been playing great this year and i think he deserves the recognition that not a lot of people are giving him Patty kane has got to be one of the biggest weapons in all of the nhl 100 percent. i mean you can talk yeah. about the flow you talk about the swab and you talk about the swag <laughs> that personifies kane but he's got 35 points in 24 games he got this was 400th career NHL goal, which only 100 players in the NHL ever had 400 goals in their career. But if we were living south of the border, I think a lot of people would be talking about Patrick Kane rather than up here where it's, oh, my God, Scotia North Division. (laughs) That's all they talk about up here. There's really no other talking about American teams. But Patty Kane is right up there in the point totals. He should be getting Hart Trophy conversation looks. And Mm -hmm. if the Blackhawks make it, to the playoffs, I think it's going to be on the sole shoulders of Patty King. Um, Dominic Kubalik, who was up for the Calder last year, has continued to play very well. He's got yeah. 18 points in 24 games, eight goals. And boy, from the Erie Otters, number 12, Mr. Alex Dabrinkat. I think he's probably tall. I think I may be taller than Alex Dabrinkat, so it gives me hope that he'll play in the show one day. He's leading the Blackhawks with goals with 12, and he's got 26 points in 20 games. So they've they, have, they figured out a way to mesh their uh, young studs with the uh, season vets there in Chicago yeah. very well. They've done a great and job so far. The last team we're going to talk about there on surprising teams note is the St. Louis Blues, who are second in the West Division. Again, probably another stacked division there with how many firepower teams there is there. Uh, they're 13-8-2 that we've said they are second in the West Division. 
Jordan Bennington, man, I think he's got a reputation as a bit of a hothead. Yeah, I know. He's been, what was it, against the Sharks, Sharks. was it? Yeah, and he was just going after everybody. He was going after people on the bench. He was going after people on the ice. He was going after the other goalie. And then the refs had to force him off the ice. That was funny to see. Kind of like a Tucker Rask type moment. Remember him being a hothead a couple times. So I don't know what's gone in him lately. He's The team, they've been playing, they've been playing good recently. They've won three in a row, right? So I think it was just that one game he got pulled. Didn't like that he got pulled when it was only 4-3. Uh, probably just got his emotion got his emotions got the better of him. So you hate to see it. He's been playing okay this season, like posting like a nine, 10 save percentage and just above 2.5 goals against the average, I think 2.6. So he's been playing mediocre um, for what he's supposed to be playing. I think on this St. Louis blues team. Um, but the rest of the team has been kind of been able to back, back him up. A lot of these players, it's not like there's one guy who's above and beyond getting every single point for this team, right? You have David Pernal, you have Braden Shen, Ryan O'Reilly, Jordan Cairo, the young stud. I was He's about to say, in. Jordan Cairo, if you ever World Junior Hockey, he was supposed to be an absolute stud of a player. He's second on the yeah. team in points. Exactly. He's second. Mike Hoffman coming in. He's playing decent for the team, too. And Tori Krug. So they're getting all these guys who are coming in, and everyone's playing well together. So I don't see why Bennington's so hot. <laughs> it's like he was still hot that game. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think a lot, a whole lot of people gave the Blues a whole lot of credit coming into this year after losing uh, Alex Petrangelo to free agency. Yeah. Um, I don't think one player can make a huge difference like in the NHL rather than the NBA. And it's not like they signed some bum. They signed Tory Krug. Exactly. I mean, he's a pretty good hockey player in his own right. So, and the, the depth's there, man. Like they got, um, they have 12 players who've got more than 10 points this season. So exactly. it's all around scoring for the St. Louis Blues, and it's not just one player doing the dirty work. Um, some teams that have been fallen un- that have not made expectations happen this year, and the first one mm-hmm. that we're going to mention is the Nashville Predators, who are shockingly under five hundred. Yeah, a ten and thirteen record, who sit sixth right now in the Central Division. Uh, I don't know where they went wrong here. I mean, if it's coaching, if it's just not showing up to play i mean it doesn't make sense think, to me how they're so bad right now if it might just be falling on the shoulders of the goalies it could be on the goalies because they haven't been playing amazing pecorino is supposed to be uh an elite goaltender and he's like posting worse stats than i just mentioned them jordan bennington right now um and then you only have one guy who's got more than if i'm looking at this correctly one guy with more than four goals there's one guy with more than four goals, and that's Philip Forsberg, who has 10 goals and 12 assists. Uh, everyone else has 14 points or less, and the most goals they have are four. So I think they need more more goal scoring, and that's been a problem with this team for quite a bit. They've had been stacked on defense, right? And they just need to find those forwards to come in and help them score goals. Uh, Matt Duchesne hasn't been living up to what they got him for. They wanted to, him to come in and start score goals. Didn't happen. Um, when your top four, top five point getters, Three of them are your top, uh, your top three defensemen in Ellis, Ekholm, and Yossi, right? You need more from your offensive weapons. And they kind of have those guys like Halla. They have Cousins, Fabro, who hasn't been living up to expectations in Grandland. So I don't know. I've been thinking about this for a couple of years is that they need a better forward. And it's only a matter of them, them trading, I think, one of those top three defensemen guys that I've been talking about. And I see them trading make maybe Ryan Ellis and getting a good forward in return. Yeah. I love my Fields Ontario's on Ryan Ellis. Thank you very much. Um, Matias Ekholm has been in the trade talks. 
for the last yeah, week or true. so. And same with Michael Granlin. Both of those two have been on the hot commodities. Because Michael Granlin's making, well, he's making more than Cam Newton, but he's not making much money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ryan Johansson, he hasn't played much. He's been hurt most. He's only played 15 games, so he's got only got one goal. Duchesne, yeah. he's played all the games. He's got three. Um, so the two, the two big boys essentially, besides Forsberg, because Forsberg's have almost, almost averaging a point per game. Exactly. But Duchesne and Johansson are four goals, right? And they're your top two centers. Austin Matthews has got four times that. Not a big deal. Okay, <laughs> relax. So there's just uh, they're big. The superstars that are supposed to be performing and are getting paid to perform just have not been. And I talked about the goaltending very minimally, but they're about save percentage. The average save percentage for a Nashville Predators goalie is under 900. So they're not stopping the puck. No. So, and it's not like there's like, there's somewhat regular names in the NHL. Big Pekka Rene has been there and done it for a long time. And UC Saros is supposed to be the guy really this year. So I don't know if we're going to be seeing Yaroslav Askarov quicker than we thought. Going to be next year or the year later after that. But they got to figure something out there in Nashville because this team, I don't think can do much because there are a lot of these guys right now who aren't performing or have big contracts. So it's going to be pretty hard to get rid of those guys if, uh, they want to, that is for sure. Yeah. Uh, next, a team that I thought was going to be surprising some teams this year, but uh, they have not been, to say the least. They are sixth right now in the East Division, just at a 500 record, New York Rangers. Um, I would say the biggest disappointment this year, besides Skidor of the Buffalo Sabres, has been Alexi Lafreniere. Yeah, and you're right there because their goaltending has been pretty decent. It's not like it's an issue of their goaltending. Uh, Lafreniere only has seven points this season. Everyone expected him to come in and win Calder. And there's been five other guys who have been better than him who are rookies this year. So he's not even that talks right now for the Calder. Um, the whole team as a whole hasn't, haven't been playing amazing. You know, you want Panarin to be that guy coming and get all the goals. He only has five goals right now. Your leading goal store is Chris Kreider, the freaking dirtiest player of all time. I swear to God. Um, Oh my God! He ran uh, Carey Price. Every time hate his guts. Exactly. Every time I hear Chris Kreider, it just I I see him running into Carey Price in the playoffs, and then the Montreal Canadiens lose and don't go to the Stanley Cup final. But <laughs> that's for another day. Um, the whole team. Mika Zibanejad. He hasn't been playing good. He was on oh. the. Is he still on his goalless stroke? I don't know if he is, because he was on like it's absolutely a, pathetic. Yeah. Uh, I missed my fantasy hockey draft, the start of it, and auto picked the first three. And Mika Zibanejad was the fourth overall pick to yours truly. Uh, did you? <laughs> He's, it's been a very – and then the last two picks were goalies. Yikes. And one of them is Igor Shosturkin. So he's, he's – uh, He's not all No, but he doesn't play every day. And the other one was Connor Hellebuck. So he's, okay. he's, he's panned out very well. But, yeah, the fourth overall pick in my fantasy hockey draft, thanks to the auto pick, was Mika Zibanejad. Like 40 goals last year, and he only has eight points right now. Uh, yeah, it's worked out great, Malcolm. Yeah, it's been awesome. Fourth overall pick, it's been fantastic. Fourth every penny. Amazing, huh? Like he should have not auto draft. Absolute That's dog cool. water because of Benajad. <laughs> Cat water at this point, bro. Um, but Artemi Panarin, you know, he's kind of been caught in the political side of things these last couple of weeks. Yeah, so he hasn't been playing very much hockey, and he's the leading point getter still in New York. Um, so they have a good young core too on the defensive side of things. Minus Tony D'Angelo. Because we all don't know that situation, and they're trying to fight a fight a coach. So I don't know. I think there's they're only about six points out of a playoff spot, but in the division that has the Caps, Isles, Flyers, 
Pens and Bruins. I think it's just it's tough. It's very, very, very tough to try to get any traction in yeah. that division. Um, next team, uh, they've been kind of turning it on these last couple of weeks because of what recent coaching and GM changes have been made there. That has been the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, they had a rough start to the season, not going to lie. They were kind of hovering 500 or under 500 for most of the start of the season. Yeah. Then they all flipped with fire hiring Ron Hextall to be the GM. If you would have told me, if you froze me in the 90s and said that Ron Hextall, and I woke up and Ron Hextall was going to be the GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins, I think you've been lying. Yeah, I don't think anyone would believe that. Uh, and then they hired Brian Burke to be the president of hockey operations. Not a bad hire uh, no, but they have not made any significant moves yet, but it yeah. seems that there's to be a new buzz in Pittsburgh right now because they, they're they playing some pretty good hockey. You know, Sid the Kid coming off like almost a COVID scare, so he's back and ready to play. And him and Gensel have been leading the team in points. Um, but they're, they are fifth. They're out of the playoff spot right now only by two points. Um, do you see them making the playoffs? I don't know. What I think they need is to make the playoffs, and this is a big issue, is their goaltending. And they have uh, Jari and DeSmith, and they have not been playing great whatsoever. So I know they wanted they, they let go of Matt Murray, right? And they believed in Tristan Jari. The same thing will happen with Flurry, and they believed in Matt Murray. It's kind of happening again. He's not panning out what they thought he was going to be. I think they have to either put it in, put their faith in him and really tell him, like, you got to pick it up, or he's going to be traded, and someone else may be traded with along with some picks, and they'll get a better goalie because. Pittsburgh's not a team that, like, in our generation, that's known to losing, right? Ever since I was eight, they've been in the Stanley Cup final those back-to-back years against Detroit, and they've been winning and been one of the top teams in the league ever since. Uh, they're not used to losing, and they still have Sidney Crosby in playing great hockey, and they want to keep him playing great hockey on this team. So I think they need to get better goaltending if they want to make the playoffs. Yeah, they've been absolute dog water these last whole season, him and DeSmith. Um, next is the Ottawa Senators, who are dead last in the North division and are not dead last in the league. That lovely title goes towards the Buffalo Sabres. Yes, sir. To be the last team in the league. Um, they've been playing some, I would say decent hockey because really they're not playing good hockey, but they <laughs> seem to, uh, they've got the Montreal Canadiens number. Not going to lie. They, they do. And the Leafs, they got both their numbers, bro. They've won not as two bad as the Canadians. They got Claude Julian fired, but yeah, okay. They did. <laughs> they did. Um, Matt Murray, you know, he's, I don't know if he's 100% healthy the way yeah. the last couple of weeks have been going. So, I don't know. Like he has, he's, got, he's got a terrible goals against at 3.72. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in a save percentage of 8.83. So, <laughs> a lot of buzz about Matt Murray coming to Ottawa this year. And for the better part of it, it's not been very, very good for him. Uh, leading goal scorer, Drake Batherson, had a nice six-game goal streak tied – the center's franchise history for that mark. Um, this thing is just too young right now, I think, to make trying to make any hay in a very tough North Division. And with the year it's had, I think the veterans veterans play a bet a bigger role this year than ever because of the circumstances. So I don't think all that. I know you had a pretty high hopes for the Sens this year. So yeah, I'm just looking at their top five point scores. All their top five are under the age of 25. So like you said, they're a super young team. I think. Give it a couple years, two, three years. There'll be a team that will contend uh, for the playoffs and maybe make deep pushes. But right now, they need better goaltending. They need more um, veteran presence if they want to. If they wanted to win now, I don't think they're in the mood to win now. I think Eugene Melnick knows that, that it's only time. It's rebuilding stage, and that's what it is right now. 
Uh, very much so. Yeah. Into the individual awards now next, and the one, the, uh, not my leading candidate for the Hart Trophy, but for a lot of other player people, it is, and that is from the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid. Yeah. Who is leading the league in points with 40 behind Patty Kane, who is second. Um, just saying, Toronto Maple Leafs held him off the score sheet for three straight games. What else do you want from me? Yeah, he, they did, but he's still leading the league with 40 points, right? The next guy is Patty Kane, like we already mentioned, with 35. And McDavid is just that guy who brings the Edmonton, like him and Dryas Seidel, both of them are just great and make this Edmonton Oilers team even better than what they're supposed to be. Because when you look at the rest of the team, it's not like they're like amazing and there's not a lot of other players who are great. Uh, it's not like they have a star goalie in that right now. So McDavid is this guy, and like the Hart Trophy is the MVP. He's the most valuable player in this whole, in the, all of the NHL. And he's the most valuable player since Wayne Gretzky to the Edmonton Oilers, or maybe to like any uh, hockey team. Like if you're thinking like Cindy Crosby or anyone, I'd put him up there almost. He's going to make deep playoff uh, pushes when he wants to be in the conversation with Cindy Crosby, Alex Ovechkin and those guys. So right now he's my leading candidate. I know your leading candidate is not Connor McDavid though. And who is that? And say the whole name, please. Oh, of course. The, the, the don't, <laughs> there will be no hesitation, that's for sure. He is the biggest sex symbol in the NHL right now. Oh. The biggest weapon, the biggest, the nicest lip sweater of all time. You know, he's wrapped there with the like, Manny McDonald's and the Macho Mans and the Hulk Hogan's. Like, beautiful, most beautiful flow in the NHL right now. It's Daddy Matthews. Austin Mac Daddy Matthews leads the league with 18 goals, been off the score sheet for three, missed a couple of games. He still has 18 goals. He will be the Rocket Richard winner. You heard it here oh. first. There you is no chance that Tyler Toffoli is winning the Rocket Richard because, because there is no way. No. if you, Maybe if the Montreal Canadiens played the Vancouver Canucks 56 times, <laughs> maybe he would be the Rocket Richard winner. But Austin Matthews is an absolute machine. 18 goals. I've already mentioned it a ton of times. He might get to 50. Would could you imagine that? 50 in a 56-game season. Never cool. been done before. Unbelievable. He was the first leap to win the Rocket Richard. He'll be the first leap in a long time to win the Hart because it is happening. Austin Matthews, the most prolific goal scorer of our time coming right how now. Do you, uh, how do you feel that he's probably going to leave within a year or two? Well, I'm sorry to say that, Mung, because I believe he's under contract for four more years, actually. Four uh, more think years. How, okay. Yeah. How so do you feel like Get your facts straight and not come at me with these stupid facts that you know are false because Austin Matthews is the best player in the NHL right now. Okay. There is no comparison. There is no one better with a better <laughs> shot McDavid. than Austin Connor Matthews McDavid. right now. Austin Connor Matthews McDavid. has the most lethal shot, the most lethal face, the most lethal, <laughs> it is unbelievable player. You know, when I found out that he had COVID, I heard 250 Arizona women also tested positive for COVID because Austin oh, Matthews is an absolute machine. You didn't just machine. say that, man. You didn't just say that. Absolute machine, Austin Matthews. What else do you no. want from me? Do you want more Austin Matthews talk? Because I can talk no, all day. No, I know. We'll go, we'll, go to the, we'll go to the next one. And just keep in mind, too, we made this, what, like two weeks ago? So some of these names may but not Austin be. Austin Matthews the- is still leading the league in goals to two weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> Malcolm is a big fan of Austin Matthews. Today, one has love him. Love him. Another another guy that I think um, hasn't been playing as Matthews over Marner hasn't been playing as well as everyone expected him to be playing is Nathan McKinnon. Uh, Nathan McKinnon coming in, he was supposed to be that Hart Trophy 
uh, like number one t- favorite to win it with Colorado right now. Right now. Because Colorado uh, hasn't, they've been playing good, right? I don't even know what I'm going to say now because you're making me well, mad. Well, since Malcolm is kind of goo goo gone. <laughs> oh, my God, you're actually right making now. me mad. Nathan, Nathan McKinnon's played very well for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, oh, my God. Arguably the best team in hockey playing in that division. Um, it's got good competition almost every night. Uh, Nathan McKinnon can play everywhere. He can kill penalties. He can find the power play, five on five. He do whatever he wants. Plays well defensively. Almost as good as Alton Matthews defensively. But he's pretty. Awesome is a liability on defense. No, we're going to no, stop here. Stop here. The kid, no cap now. I will agree with he's great at scoring goals, but he is god awful playing defense. Don't even try to lie to me on that. You want the least goals against our plus minus rating in goals this year? You want to know who leads it? Joel Edmondson. No, that's, that's in plus minus. I meant the team and oh, goals. goals. Oh, who? They're who? plus 106. 106. Good for, and for the past five years, it's been like plus 18, plus 12. So they're much better defensively. We're talking about Nathan McKinnon. Now you want to keep talking about Austin Matthews, but I want to talk about Nathan McKinnon for a second. Um, he should have got the heart last year, to tell you the truth, the way he played in the playoffs. He did. Unbelievable. He um, and Colorado, I mean, they just keep getting, like, if it's through the draft, if it's through free agency, if it's through a trade, they stay winning. And if you put you can put anybody on Nathan McKinnon's wing, and I think they'll be a great player. It's like Sidney Crosby has that kind of, kind of effect, like Nathan McKinnon does. And Austin Matthews. And Austin Matthews, another name at the time who was playing really good, still is playing pretty decently is Braden Point. But some other guys who kind of picked up up on his team was Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman. So maybe Stamkos is trying to get up into that conversation now where, um, yeah, okay, I know, where he's going to maybe make that push for uh, Hart Trophy now. He has 11 goals, 10 assists on his team, just uh, second point score on his team right behind Victor Hedman. Um, one guy who we'll get into probably good uh, front runner for uh, the Norris Trophy, but Braden Point, do you think he'll start picking it up more and maybe getting more goals and surpassing Stamkos this season? Well, I think he's it's inevitable that he will. Um, mm-hmm. He may go great again. He played in the playoffs without Steven Stamkos. Yeah, but how Tampa Bay is winning right now, and they don't even have Nikita Kucherov for the whole regular season, uh, is unbelievable, and. He'll probably be the greatest trade or trade deadline acquisition when he comes back from his injury. And I mean, it's tough to see because I hate Tampa Bay with passion yes. for whatever reason. I can't stand them. So they're going to be, again, right up there in that tough division. And there's a lot of talk with the Canadian teams like, oh, you know, there's one A in Toronto and then everybody else. And if whenever the top four come in and play, are they going to get smacked? because of how good the other divisions are with the talent there are there. So it's yeah. only time will tell, but you know, I can't wait for a summer playoff in June. I can't Same. wait. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vezina talk. And we just talked about Tampa Bay and that guy who's in the, between the pipes amazing. is still unbelievable. Just Andre insane. Vasilevsky. Insane. He's posting what a one six, six goals against average and a nine forty save percentage. Who does that, man? You're in the National Hockey League. Calm down. We get it. Calm down, Jamal. We get it, okay? Don't pull out the nine. Yeah. <laughs> For, uh, Vasilevsky is leading the league in fourteen with 14 wins, excuse me. Yeah. And, you know, these stats are very skewed because there's a couple scrubs who are for Vasilevsky in this great save percentage, but he really should be leading the league in save percentage for the amount of games he's played with a 942. So he 
I mean, if you want to play, like, you can have a mediocre team and play behind Andre Vasilevsky, and he's going to carry you into making the playoffs for sure. Next one on the list, Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg yeah. Jets. He has been the backbone of this team, the, the reigning defending Vesna winner. Um, he has been keeping them in games for as long as he's been with the Winnipeg Jets, and especially this year with them. What they trades this year have been different animal, especially in the win the case of the Winnipeg Jets because of them being in Canada with a two-week quarantine. So they didn't have a Patrick Laine or a Pierre-Luc Dubois player for two weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to put them shorthanded for a long time and having to keep them keep pace in that North division. That's why, they, you know, I think a lot of people are dogging the Jets to start off to, because of they didn't have a Patty Laine or PLD. But now that Dubois is back, Neta won against the Montreal Canadiens to win them in overtime. Thank you very much. Big fan of Montreal Canadiens. It's just a big I fan. I saw it. I big saw fan. it. Yeah, this morning I'm showing the highlights. But yeah, Connor Hellebuck has been unbelievable for the Winnipeg Jets. Leads the league in amount of shots against with 554. And if you look at the other teams who are in this conversation, it's the Ottawa Senators, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Washington Capitals, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So two out of the five are really, really good hockey teams. So that's just yeah. that's what that's what I'm saying, how good Connor Hellebuck has been. Because the Winnipeg Jets are second in that North Division, and I don't think I want much anywhere behind this guy. No, uh, and I have a quick little story about Connor Hellebuck. Um, so my good friend Jake Eagles, he has his cousin. His name's Eric O'Dell. Lions. His name. He has a cousin, Eric O'Dell, who played in the NHL with the Winnipeg Jets. He actually played on the Olympic team in Canada when um, there was no NHL players allowed. So he was on that team. Um, but he told I can't remember if he told me this or Jake told me this. He had a story about Colin Hellebuck saying that he's one of the weirdest guys in the NHL, just all around, just looking at the puck, like, yeah. like doing that thing pre-game where you see goalies, more goalies, more and more goalies doing that now. But you kind of saw Hellebuck doing it a lot. But the thing is, he's he's probably the, one of the weirdest guys, but he's one of the best goaltenders right now in the NHL. And even at that time, those players at that time saw it, and he was still in the come-up then. So a lot of people have been kind of doubting that he was be, he was going to be able to be an elite goaltender. And now he's in the talk. He won Vesna last year, and he's still in the talk a uh, year later. Just consistency that he's going to keep up. So it's good to see it. Oh, okay, we, we want to wait, 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 wait. We want to skip. We want to skip. We want to skip uh, Mr. Elite's best goalie of all time. We want to. We want to skip him. And who might that be? Who do you think? I'm wearing a Montreal Canadiens hat and shirt. Who do you think I'm talking about? Jake Allen. Yeah, Jake Allen. I think so. Jake Allen should be, he should be the this. starter. He should not be the starter right now. Uh, Carey Price is, his, I think, his last elite year. Given was 15 years ago? One or two one or two elite years left in him. So, honestly, at the if time, he was, playing, he was playing better at the time he was making this. So, right now, he shouldn't be in the Vesna talks. Absolute dog water. He's, he's posting it like a close to three goals against average and below 900 save percentage. Jake so Allen I, should be the I starter. I agree he should not be in it. Goalie who should be in it, Tucker Big Rask. I'm, I'm talking Tucker Rask now. Tucker Rask, uh, he has like an above 900 save percentage, eight wins for the team out of their 12. Um, he's a goalie. He's just been good year after year, right? And I hate the Bruins. I can't stand them at all. But Tucker Rask is just one of those guys who's been able to make this team so good year after year. So I think that he's not one of those front runners for Vezina, but he should be in those talks if he continues to, to play the way he's been playing. Um. 
I think in the Boston Bruins perspective, I think it, and I guess the Montreal Canadiens perspective, I think it's playing very well for them to have two really good goaltenders both in their team. Yeah. With Boston having Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak. Yes, sir. And Montreal having the starter, Jake Allen and Carey Price. Um, it's, it's a really good mesh that, you know, Carey Price, no spring chicken, and that's not a secret. Need some time off. You know, he's been burned to the ground in Montreal for how much games he's played over the tenure of his career with Montreal. So he's finally getting a chance to rest because he really hasn't his whole career. So maybe that can propel the Montreal Canadiens to keep that fourth spot in the North Division, but it's going to be tough. No cap. Next, the Norris talk for best defenseman, the reigning defending champion of this award, I think should begin this again. And it's no surprise because it's Victor... Headman of the league-leading Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, they, he leads the team in points with 21, and he's a defenseman. It's crazy. Like, On that team. I love him. I have him my fantasy team. I just see day after day, just more points, more points, more points. Thanks for coming. I, like you said, Tampa Bay, not one of the teams that I like to watch because I just don't like them, but you can't knock them because they're, they're very good. They're a very good hockey team. Victor Hedman, part of the reason why. Uh, he's a big body and he's able to get points. That's like the perfect defenseman, right? You want a big body, you can block shots, play defense and get points. He can do it all. And I think that's, that's why I think a lot of people forget about the Norris when, remember, let's say Eric Carlson won it a couple of times. They kind of gave it to the defenseman who got the most points. And that's what the, not what, that's not what the Norris trophy is about. Like it's about, John Carlson last year. Exactly. Like John Carlson last year. It's not about the most points. It's about who plays the best at defense, which is stop like blocking shots, making sure the pucks don't get in front of the net, um, and making good passes and whatnot. I don't think Eric Carlson did that. He was an awful defenseman. So the fact that he won two, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Victor Hedman, he's able to do that and get points. So I think he's just the perfect example of what you want on your team as a defenseman. Yeah, you talk about offensive defensemen. The next one is Dougie Hamilton of the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, sir. Uh, one goal, 15 assists, 16 points in 23 games. Unrestricted free agent coming up so he's kind of bounced around i was going to say he's finally found a home somewhere in carolina rather than bouncing around teams yeah so he's found his stick there in carolina uh second in the central division 16 6 and 1 very very good hockey and a very very good defensive core there right brett pesci is on that defensive core uh it's just jake bean i love jake bean former world junior stud jake gardner jake slavin it's a a good team on the blue line for sure uh, next guy we just talked about, John Carlson, led the league, led the league in points as a, for a defenseman last year on the Washington Capitals, who are first in the East. Uh, John Carlson, second on the team with points, 19 in 22 games. Backbone of that team. Him and Obi. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, exactly. They had that three-headed monster right there. Um, John Carlson continues to play good, and he's not one of those players, like, I don't know, like, like I said with Eric Carlson, I don't. I see some liability sometimes on the defensive end of the puck, but he can pick it up. So he's still like pretty decent, and it's part, he's a big part of the reason why they're first in their division right now. So he's well deserving of a nomination, at least. Absolutely. Uh, one of the best young defensemen in the league from the Colorado Avalanche, Kale McCarr. He's hurt right now, but in the 15 games he's played, he's got he's got 14 points. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Quinn Hughes are going to be one of the best the top two defensemen for a long time to be in the NHL. Um, and Colorado, 
they have an abundance of good young defensemen. Him and Kel Makar, Sam Girard, and uh, Bowen Byram. I mean, they, they're turning it's absolute just factory right now in Colorado. Exactly. They're just stacked for the future, bro. Like, uh, like you hear Cam talking about all the time, like this team's going to be, this team is going to be stacked for quite some time. You still have Nick, Nathan McKinnon. Making $8 million a year. And he's been in the league since the biggest, the biggest deal of a contract. Exactly. So you got good management there. You got good coaching. We're going to get into too. Um, just overall, Kim McCarr, he's built for success. Like he, he has all the weapons around him that he needs to be successful on this team. Yeah, the last one we're going to talk about too, and the young defenseman who should be making the, the Olympic team. The Olympic come team. Come 2022 yeah. from the Vegas Golden Knights, Mr. Shea Theodore. Um, very underrated. Very underrated. The guy playing in front of him, and that's Alex Petrangelo. So, I mean, what else do you want from the guy? He's got 14 points in 16 games. Canadian kid on the right hand. Yeah, right. Um, Petrangelo is. Kind of the stay-at-home defenseman now. He doesn't have to do the yeah. stuff he needed to do in St. Louis. Still and Shea Theodore has got an explosive first step. I mean, very offensive-minded. And, <laughs> I mean, it seems to work for Vegas. They're 14-4-1, first in the West. Exactly. So, uh, Vegas, <laughs> I don't think they've had a losing season since they've been in the league, which is, I hate to see that. Oh, my goodness, that makes me mad. Uh, you need to learn some hardship. So, but with the team that they have, Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, uh, Alex Tuck, William Carlson, who had his breakout year, Mark so you can go on and on. The team's stacked. Um, and Shea Theodore, just like Kel McCarr, he has those guys around him who can, he can make them look better and they can make him look better. And when you got a good goalie net too, you're going to win games. So yeah. And two of them for Flurry and Leonard. Yeah. Two of them. <laughs> That's crazy. Asian want to throw up in my mouth. Uh, the Calder, the Calder trophy conversation is next. Um, a lot of these guys, I don't think a whole lot of people thought were going to be on the Calder trophy look. And the first guy, I think, I don't know, was a front runner now by the guy who we're going to talk about last on this list, but the guy from the Minnesota wild. Yeah. Who's played very, very good hockey. Kirill Kaprizov of the Minnesota wild. Leading the he team. Leads the team. I was about to say he's leading the team in points, six goals, 11 assists. That's crazy. Yeah, right. And they're fourth in the West right now. They're in a playoff spot, and exactly. they don't have a bona fide superstar anywhere you look at on this team. Uh, they've been healthy scratching Zach Parise the last couple of games. It's kind of a shock that they're fourth. Yeah, it is. And yeah, like you just said, I saw that yesterday. Zach Parise is healthy scratch. It is a shock that they're fourth, but I, I can't remember who was telling me this, but um, or I saw it somewhere. Kaprizov is going to bring back uh, hockey to Minnesota because you don't get a lot of viewership in Minnesota, right? That wild team is a team that a lot of people kind of forget about when you're thinking of, oh, what hockey teams are there in the NHL? Minnesota is not one that comes to mind right away. Kaprizov can make that difference. He can be that star and bring uh, more people in to watch games. And he's playing great right now. So I think he may be able to do that. He's already doing it in his rookie year. Yeah, Minnesota, you know, is more of a college hockey town. Because if you're talking yeah. about college hockey, you're talking about the University of Minnesota. Golden Gophers, who are a powerhouse year in and year out in college hockey. So Minnesota, yeah, like you said, if you're talking about NHL teams, you know, they're going to be my 30th, 31st team I'm going to mention. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> they have one of the dirtiest jerseys, reverse retros in the league right now. With they the do. Star they colors. Do. But next guy, I'll let you talk about defenseman of the Montreal Canadiens, Mr. Alexander Romanov. Yeah, this guy's been playing, like, getting a lot of points. I think he only has, like, five points right now. 
But Alexander Romanov, he's been playing good when they need him to be playing good. They haven't been playing Victor Mete a lot, the Montreal Canadiens, and Romanov's kind of been in there to step in for that role, um, being that like fifth, fourth defenseman sometimes. So he's stepping in. He needs to get more playing time if he really wants to get the Calder, you want to say. I don't think he's a front runner for the Calder, but he can make maybe make a name for himself in the, for the Calder conversation if he continues to play and the new coaching staff just decides to play him somewhere. Oh, right, because Claude Julien got fired, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have uh, Dominique Ducharme <laughs> playing in there now. So Absolute Joe one organization. Uh, <sighs> Romanov, I think, is getting a lot of comparisons to Alexei Emelin just because of the yeah. fact that he's thrown around <laughs> the body boy. the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, they I miss Emelin. Montreal, I was going to say that was, uh, he was nasty. Best, best years that Montreal's had in a long time when yeah. Alexei Emelin was on that team. So maybe Romanov can bring that same kind of fire to that team. Hopefully. Next, if you're talking about World Juniors, remember this guy in the last couple of years, Ty Smith, defenseman of the New Jersey Devils. Yes, sir. The team is absolute dog water. Oh, it is bad. But, uh, Ty Smith is third on the team in points. Leads, uh, he has the most points for a defenseman on this team, 11 yep. points in 19 games. But, man, this team is bad. This team is bad. Your top guy is Paul Zaka, man. Or Pavel Zaka, sorry. And – it's just embarrassing. What there's are they seventh? Are they last? They are. Or is that, that that's not last though, right? There's eight in the no, behind Buffalo. Okay, yeah. Oh <laughs> Buffalo. Don't want to get I'm just saying up. a lot. But the devils, like PK Subban, he was supposed to come out, maybe have a breakout season. Nope, hasn't been doing it. Uh Mackenzie Blackwood. One this is one name I kept seeing. Um that he's gonna be in the Olympic talk Olympic roster like everyone's having him oh, hard price ridiculous like what why mckenzie blackwood i don't know maybe one guy they're... that should be on this team come 2022 mark andre flurry a hundred percent why is flurry he could be this i would put him over price i'm not even i would on. absolutely too like price are you third, kidding? Are you third kidding? goalie on this team him carter hart price third goalie right yeah. Mind, bud. yeah get yeah carter hart price and flurry would be the best trio i think that they could pick and flurry being your starter Flurry's been playing lights out ever since the Vegas Golden Knights picked him up. He's been playing amazing. Uh, almost won the cup against uh, OV and the Capitals. So it's been tough. But if we're back to this, if the New Jersey Devils. Ty Smith obviously been playing good for his team. Team not playing great. So I don't know if he'll get a lot of recognition for Calder if his team doesn't play great as well, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, Lady Killer, Jack Hughes, has been playing pretty well. 13 points in 19 games. No sophomore slump for him. So he's been playing much better than what he did in his rookie season. That is for sure. Guy from the Vancouver Canucks. Who's seen, I mean, if you've seen his tapes before coming to Vancouver, you know all about him doing the Michigans. And that's, again, one of the best names in hockey. Nils Hoglander from the Vancouver Canucks. Um, he's been playing some pretty good hockey, 10 points in, 20, or, nah, 10 points in 27 games. But he seems, to be playing, he seems to be playing impact hockey. But the guys he's playing with have not been playing very well. Like Elias Pettersson has been very – has did had a terrible start to his season. Mm-hmm. But Brock Bexer has been playing very well. But Hoglander, rookie season, you know, not a huge body. So, I mean, it's pretty hard to get yourself adapted to the NHL game. So, I think it's just a matter of time. Whether it's the rookie season or next year or the third season, he's going to be a household name in Vancouver for sure. Too much yeah. skill. Yeah. And the last guy on this list, obviously, I want to talk about – from the Ottawa Senators, Tim Stutzler, everyone predicted, well, not everyone, a lot of people predicting him to be in this uh, race too for the Calder. And he's fifth right now on the team in points with five goals and nine assists. So 14 points and trailing Josh Norris, Shabbat, Chuck, and Batherson, like we mentioned already. 
So a lot all those young guys, and I think he's going to be able to develop with these young guys, and all of them are just going to get better over years. Um, Stutzler, though, right off the bat, has been playing great. And I think a lot of people expected that after seeing the World Juniors and what he could do for Germany when they had like, nobody. Absolutely on nobody. I think they had Kratch, had him fat off the street and Edmonton to play for him. Exactly. So hopefully, this, I don't. obviously, the Sens won't be doing great this year. Everyone knows that. But if Stutzler can pick it up and start leading the team in points, maybe, who knows, he can be winning the Calder. He should be. You know, I think he should be the leading candidate for the Calder right now because yeah. he plays everywhere and he's got power play time. He's got PK time and he gets meaningful minutes. I mean, he's playing one of, nice I think he's almost averaging close to, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. He's averaging about 16 minutes a game. So yeah. he's playing very, very meaningful minutes as a rookie for the Ottawa Senators. So not a whole lot of veterans Good. on this team. They lost Derek Stepan, who was the veteran on this team. He's going to be gone for the yeah, season. So yeah, Jimmy Stu, so. Jimmy Stu, it's your time now, my friend. Uh, last one out. for the last one for the episode, Coach of the Year, uh, Colorado Avalanche, Jared Bednar. He should be up there. I don't know how he didn't win yeah. last year, Coach of the Year, because he should have. Um, Colorado, like we've said multiple times in this episode, that it's gonna they're gonna be good for a very very long time. Yeah, and they have all they have the management there, they have the coaching, they have the team. They're gonna be good for a while. Next up from the van, the Tampa Bay Lightning, John Cooper, who won. Jack Adams last year um, could win he, again. He could repeat. Yeah, honestly. Cap crunch for Julian Breezeball had to do with the uh, contracts they had in the books. I honestly, like, I hate to say it, but Nikita Kucherov being hurt and being him put, put on long term IR saved their asses big time on yeah. the salary cap. So they didn't have to try to get rid of anybody forcefully. And they signed, they, they got Anthony Sorelli signed, who again, one of the more underrated players in the NHL today. Um, he plays everywhere, defensively, offensively, power play, PK, and plays it fantastically well. Says a lot about the kind of development and style that John Cooper likes to play because they've done it right there in Tampa Bay. They have all of their core players have been draft picks. Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, Point, Sorelli, Vasilevsky, oh all goodness. are Tampa Bay draft picks. That's crazy. So, man, you know, Steve Eisman did something correct. Absolutely. And right now he needs it in Detroit for how bad that team is. Yeah. Next, the Boston Bruins, Bruce Cassidy. Again, don't know how this guy has not won a Jack Adams Award, too, because he, yeah. the Boston Bruins are an absolute force every year, every year in and year out. I can't remember the last time they missed the playoffs or had nope. a me- or not a meaningful playoff run because you don't see them being out in the first round if they make the playoffs. Yeah, so, you at least I mean, fans know that. Couple times, three one, three one down, four one. But Bruce Cassidy, oh, you know, even yeah, worse. I know, <laughs> should be getting talks about this year for the Jack Adams Award. But where is we save the best for last? This the man, best, the best, is the front runner for now. This is Jack straight Adams. This no, is it is not. This is my man from the Toronto Beliefs, Chief Keith, as they call him, Mister Sheldon Keith. The players they brought in to change the before change Kyle Dubas should be winning Jim of the Year too, by the way. Brock Spima should be winning Jim of the Year. I don't I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Uh he took or the coach previous to him, Mike Babcock, a lot of heat for not playing the star players enough. And Sheldon Keefe is he running with, afraid to. <laughs> no, he can play him 35 <laughs> minutes a night if he needs to. Garner, exactly. Matthews, Tavares, Nylander are playing a lot of hockey for this team. And so is Morgan Riley and Zach Hyman. All five of those guys are playing 
upwards of 18 minutes a game. Um, you know who's playing too much, though? Frederick Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> once Jack Campbell gets ready, it'll be just fine. When he's, when he's healthy and ready to play, because I believe two goalies, but not by the name of Frederick Anderson, got shutouts against the Edmonton Oilers. Is that correct, Malcolm? Be correct. I would be yeah, say a little louder so everyone can hear you. You'd be you would be correct. That that is yes, that's right. <laughs> yes. Big smiles on Jacob's face whenever it's uh, Malcolm has to eat his words because the Maple Leafs will be winning the Stanley Cup this year. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You Leafs fans every single year. Plan the parade now. Do it now. I am. I have my ticket ready for it, my friend. I have the seat reserved. Did you, did you buy it? Did you buy it already? I did, yeah, I did you actually. You can even read a fund. I don't think so. I think I so. Think so. I'll actually resell your ticket and make a ton of money when they make the cup. When the, okay. When they win the cup. Okay. 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 Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> that will do it for the NHL midseason rankings for me and Malcolm here. If you're new to Pure Finesse here, me and Malcolm will be dropping episodes every week. You know, like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube. And Malcolm, my friend, I think it's time that we announce that we're all making this happen on the Tiki Talk, my friend. We're famous. We're TikTok. Well, famous let's, let's relax with the famous. But, uh, <laughs> If you want the quality content on the TikTok, I mean, if you want to see Malcolm's face and my face, preferably my face over Malcolm's face, I'm sure that's what uh, the viewers have been saying. What? Did I say that out loud? Or was I just thinking that? Wow. Okay. okay. Well, Malcolm, yeah, there it is. I myself to sleep tonight. Yeah, there it is. Still, still my lines as usual. But yeah, follow us on the TikTok because we'll be po- we post every day on TikTok. So yeah. we get the good quality content going on there. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, Malcolm, I think there'll be March Madness giveaways coming up pretty soon. Yeah, it's selection Sunday, only a week and a half away. Yeah, it's only like a week and a half away. It's like March 16th, it's, it starts. Yeah, 19th. So, or 19th. Okay, get your brackets ready. Um, I want to see, I'm ready. I already know Gonzaga is going to win it all, so my bracket is going to be perfect. Uh, go Bulldogs, 24 0, undefeated, just destroying what teams. What a conference they're in, eh? Yeah, what a great conference they're in. 24 0, though, love to see it. Um, they'll be winning it all this year. Uh, just make sure you put them all the way to the finals and you'll win uh, at least that you'll win at least if like, was that eight games there. So you had that set and ready to go, but what, what's this giveaway you're saying? A giveaway? Oh, I think you might have to stay tuned for when we drop our March Madness special on selection okay, Sunday. Okay. So until then it's Jacob and Cole.